As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features like online booking, admin scheduling, integrated payment processing, and charting. But there's more to Jane than you might think. The team at Jane cares a lot about the problems you face as a practitioner. One of those problems is the prevalence of no-shows and late cancellations in practices. So they've made it easy for you with a few simple tools built right into Jane. That includes the ability to implement an online booking payment policy, send out unlimited texts and email reminders, and enabling waitlist management features to fill those last minute gaps that weren't preventable. Come see Jane in action at jane.app. If you know you're ready to sign up, you can mention the show for a one month grace period on your new Jane account. Welcome back everyone to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Jake Hendricks. Jake, welcome to the show. Thanks. Good to be here. Uh, If we could start out and tell our listeners just a bit about yourself and how you got to be doing the work you're doing now. Yeah. Well, I am the studio director at a creative agency called Riff Creative and also host a podcast, like a visual, actually, video vodcast called The Roadcast. So Riff is a boutique creative agency that focuses on kind of storytelling, authentic storytelling and brand creation. So everything from graphic design, creating brands and logos, uh, to building websites and apps, photo, video content, content creation. And then we do some executive coaching as well, kind of focusing specifically on emotional well-being in the workplace and like self-awareness and kind of how do you boost the EQ of the workplace. And so I do some coaching there. I'm a certified coach in a tool called Colby. And then, yeah, I'm a dabbler. Someone's like, you're a dabbler. And I'm like, I'm a <laughs> bit of a dabbler. And then I also do, yeah, I host this podcast where we have an Airstream and we travel around and interview um, artists, designers, and entrepreneurs. So yeah. amazing. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. We're glad to have you here today. Um, and Riff, uh, Riff Creative yeah. did all of our our brand refresh, all of our newest yeah. branding for Vancouver Wellness Studio. So uh, people can One check of out the best work. clients we've ever worked with. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> you, Easily. You, I paid you to say that. <laughs> Not true. And I would do it again if everyone was so great. It's, you know, agency life, that's part of it. It's like, it's a grind. And they're tough clients. None of my, none of my clients are tough, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's talk about that for a second because you know, I get a lot of questions from most of my business coaching clients are Mm -hmm. healthcare professionals who are Mm. starting multidisciplinary practices, or they have a group practice and I get a lot of questions about marketing. 
yep. healthcare businesses. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have a specific question for you about that, but I'm curious, like your experience yeah. of working with healthcare businesses and what you see that might be different than other industries. Yeah, that's good. No, I think the um, the thing that comes to mind and this riff, like it's, it's interesting, we started from an architecture firm and really the genesis of that, like our agency was a standing meeting that they called Idea Farm, which was really like, hey, pitch good ideas and help. Let's see if we can start them. So basically, like, what's your side hustle and how like these kind of multidisciplinary, like, what are these other things you want to really be about? And so it has that in our DNA of basically like we love to help people start. So zero to one is like the sweet spot, like helping identify like what's your mission? Like why do you exist? And I think for us, when we start to work with brands or uh, kind of healthcare organizations, it's typically kind of getting to that like core story, like starting with the why of saying like beyond making money, why do you do what you do? And and if we can establish that and then then establish like what's your unique way of creating value for people? And then lastly, like when that succeeds, what's that look like? And that looks like vision, you know? So if you're the way you're creating value, we always use like NASA. It's like, Hey, our goal is to like have the greatest space program in the world. That sounds kind of boring. We're going to put a man on the moon. You can see that that's vision. And so to us, that's kind of the, the, the difference between mission and vision is saying, you know, the master plan of value is, how you're doing it. And then when it all comes to completion, like this is what it looks like. So yeah, I think it's first just establishing that story. We really just work on like, and it's funny, one of the first exercises we do is we just call it a history map and say, tell us your story. And then we just have an animator whiteboard the story and get that timeline of everything, kind of the peaks and valleys. And from there, you just start to kind of identify themes of like, well, it seems like you're drawn towards this or you, you had some insight here. Um, but for us, I think it does. It all flows from story. And then from that, starting to refine those things. And that's kind of fun. Like, how do you want that story to be represented visually? Or I think with, you know, with VWS, it was a, hey, we're looking to kind of refresh and look at a different like clientele and how do we want to position ourselves that way. But ultimately, it's still about, it was still about your story and what you've created and what you want to do and how do you want to represent your story symbolically. So, it's funny, like I, you don't think about marketing as important, but it really is. It's the way people think about you and yeah. cultivating that kind of look and feel and messaging. So it's fun. It's it's so varied. We get to work with all kinds of different people and you kind of live in that story space. It's hugely important. And I think I work with a lot of clients that, you know, when we start out as healthcare professionals, we're not taught anything about business, first of all, mm-hmm. in school, and we're not taught about marketing and and it can it can get pushed to the bottom of the priority list, uh, but it should really be at the top. Yeah. If you're if you want to build a business, it has to be at the top. And um, a lot of times, healthcare professionals, you know, don't want to be sales people. Yeah. And um, and so it's shifting that mindset from selling to really showing the the community that you're really offering something that they need. That's yeah. what you're doing. I think to me, like that's uh, the authentic story. It's just. In the end, it's like in your story, there's something value. And I think to me, that's maybe something that's unique or personal about my opinion about it is I actually don't think I bring a ton to the table. I mean, I do in terms of value, but when it comes to like discovering this, it's all latent within the story, your story. And so 
as someone tells their story, they're giving you the information. And a lot of times it's just that third perspective to say, hey, this is what's valuable. And that's really unique. And let's tease that out and bring it forward. And so to me, it's helpful to kind of think of it like authentic storytelling as a way to like get that cheesy kind of, you know, like icky marketing you know, yeah. feel off of it. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about executive coaching a bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious kind of like your, f- yeah. what's your favorite topic to work on with companies, <laughs> right? Like, cause I know LSW Architects and Riff Creative, mm-hmm. right, is owned by the same person and both mm-hmm. these companies have from what i've seen i've worked with all of you quite a bit at this mm-hmm. point and your teams have really healthy cultures and a good dynamic so i'm curious like yeah. when you approach executive coaching like what's your favorite thing to work on yeah that's a great question i think and it is just being someone who is inside the the two cultures and has been it's actually i can answer very specifically so the leadership implemented two different like two different tools one is called print and one called Colby print focuses on like kind of the like motivational, like the undercurrent motivations of why you do what you do. So it starts to answer that, like, why are you the way you are? Like, why do you do, what do you love? Like, whether it's like you want to achieve or you want to help or you want to get more knowledge or have fun kind of identifying that for a person. And then Colby is another tool. And this is the one I think is really unique. And this is what I would love to zoom in on is, it's focused on kind of the doing. So, the three parts of the mind, thinking, feeling, doing, there's not a lot of like personality tests or tools that help you identify the way you do something. There's the like IQ and the EQ, like the Myers-Briggs tests or strength finders. When it comes to like the way you take action, there aren't a lot. And so, Colby basically says, hey, we're going to help you identify, really bring the self-awareness up around the way you do work, the way you go to solve a problem. And so those two tools are implemented really deeply. And that's the coaching we do is we use Colby and print. And I think with Colby is it's the way, way you gather and share information, the way that you kind of utilize systems, like are you adapting systems, kind of fighting systems, or are you organizing systems? Quick start is the way you deal with risk. Are you mitigating risk or are you really comfortable with risk? And then implementation is like the way you work in the tangible world. So both of those tools, in short, are aimed at self-awareness, right? And as mm-hmm. soon as you bring that awareness around why you do what you do and then how you do it, it basically, it, uh, my, my favorite Carl Jung quote is that like, uh, until you make the, the subconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you'll call it fate, right? And yeah. basically, it's, it's these little tools that are saying, hey, let's bring some of the subconscious. Like, you do have a specific way you do things. For me, I love to brainstorm first. That's why I like put me in a room. Let's brainstorm. For someone else, they don't want to brainstorm. They want all the information first. They want to research and they want to come prepared. And basically, you start to organize your company based upon the way people work and saying like, don't make a project manager brainstorm all day. They're going to burn out. And don't make me project manage. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm much more comfortable with risk. So put me in places where I can go risk. But So, it's basically saying like gauging people's EQ, how they do it, why they do it, and then putting them in spots where they can shine their their unique abilities. And so, it's more based and that's really gets to like why why I'm even at the firm in the first place is that when I was first talking to the ownership, Casey Wyckoff, he was saying, 
you know, we're not an architecture firm. We're not a creative agency. We're a unique ability firm that happens to do these things. We yeah. care more about your unique abilities and let's find. So it feels kind of pie in the sky, but it's very doable, you know, and saying the more that you're aware of what you love and what you don't love and the way you work and then to put people in those spots. So when it comes to executive coaching, I think just starting to identify how you work is a super helpful, why you do what you do. And then when you put the team together, you can kind of start to see like, is it a balanced team or is it an imbalanced team? And I think that's what I get excited about is optimizing teams is saying, let's put people in the right spots and then let the team go versus like identifying where there's burnout. So that was a very long answer. Sorry. That's great. Um, I think especially like healthcare business owners, mm. you know, tend to really appreciate this like evidence-based work, right? Yeah. Like science-based work and um, practices. And so something like that, like the Colby test, it, like to get all of that data yes, and then to be able to look at that and say, well, actually we can make a, an educated decision about this and yeah. have it, you know, work a- in real life is... It's- pretty cool it's so fun it's kind of because you basically when you when a whole team takes it you basically it's like reading the tea leaves like Mm -hmm. if your team has a lot of people that love to brainstorm and like are short on following through it's like you got a lot of ideas but not a lot of execution or you have people that really want to mitigate risk you can say we have all the information we have all the systems but no decisions getting made no one is like taking the jump and doing it And so when you come into a team and kind of just lay those things out, the team actually self-corrects and you go like, well, maybe we don't have a lot of this type of a person on our team. Where can we delegate that? Is there something we can automate? And it is based on that, you know, and people that are even skeptical. I love it. Like we did a, we did a workshop one time and it was for a startup and it was like 20 people in there and like the chief pilot, just super skeptical. It was aviation based. Oh my gosh. And he was just like, what is this like mumbo jumbo witchcraft stuff? You know, we're like, okay, take it easy. (laughs) It's a personality (laughs) quiz, but just kind of resistance of like, you can't know me or, you know, but then you take these tests, you get the the data. And then at the end of it, he's like, I want this for my family. I want my wife to take through it. I want my kids. I want want it because it's just, (laughs) and there's something about that. I think that really is what I love the most is that it ends up depersonalizing frustrations on the team. Yeah. You know, going instead of like attacking that person or being angry at that person for the way they do something, kind of say, oh, that's just the way they do it. And I may not go to them for that thing, you know, yeah. go to someone else. And yeah. And to help companies really form leadership teams, too, because yeah. I think a lot of times in small businesses in our field, um, and I think this happens in all industries, but mm-hmm. like as the owner or the leader, we might want someone else to be a leader or we might see them see that in them and want them to be in a certain role, but they actually have no desire to do that. And it's actually not their strength. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's all too common where, um, you know, we just might put the wrong person in the wrong position and they would be much more successful in a different role. Yeah. I think that's the, the tools are super helpful in that as well, where, you know, even in hiring, there's right fit hiring where, someone may be super nice and like Mm -hmm. quality character and like you just love them, but they're not suited for that role. Like you're going to put them in a position that's going to be frustrating for them. Like you said, 
mm-hmm. and going, if you can get ahead of that and put people in spaces where it's, it's, it's like an energy thing, really, when it comes down to it. That's what I love about it, saying, hey, you have a unique way of doing things, and that's a good thing. Like, don't yeah. fight it. Like, go where you have energy. If, if, you're at, if your energy is in making things or generating ideas or researching and finding out more or in creating processes for a business to flourish. Our project manager, kind of our um, operations director and I, we have the exact opposite like test results. And we have the highest like potential for conflict. Mm -hmm. And yet we get along just as good as anyone else because we now know like, here's my favorite example. So I'm low on fact finder, low, low on like the follow through and processes and systems. And she's super high but I don't mind risking. And like one of the tips for us working together was like, her name's Kenzie. And it's like, Kenzie schedule regular check-ins with Jake, but make them feel like they're random. Like put it on your calendar. <laughs> and it's, I think yes. I, I, oh my I, gosh. I, I died I do laughing this. so <laughs> hard. Cause it's like, if you told me like, Hey, we have a scheduled thing. I'm immediately be like, Oh, I don't want another scheduled meeting. Mm-hmm. And da, 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 da. But if it just feels like she's popping in, I'm like, oh, great. You know, so if the test gets you. The quote is undefeated. You know, like we just are the way we are and work with it. And it creates fun. Fun cultures. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. some people, do you have some stuff running there? You're like, I've done that. I schedule meetings for people. I do it. I do that. I set myself reminders. And I'm like, oh, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> it's a good way. Yes. Hey there, this is Katie from Jane. We're delighted to be a part of your listening experience today. Here at Jane, we're on a mission to help the helpers. In other words, we're doing everything we can to help you create a thriving business. We do that by offering features like online booking, scheduling, billing, and charting. We also make it easy for you to use Jane to reduce no-shows and late cancellations in your practice. You'll find that by requesting a credit card on file and enabling text and email reminders, no-shows will drop off significantly, saving you time and potential loss in revenue. Head on over to jane.app to learn more about us, or mention the show for a one-month grace period if you know you're ready to get started. We'll talk to you later. So... I know a bit about the roadcast, but tell our listeners what it's all about. Yeah. We started a design conference in 2019 at the peak of in-person meetings, having no clue what the, what the years following would hold for us. So uh, here in Vancouver, we started a design conference, uh, really just to kind of elevate kind of the design reputation in Vancouver and to gather people and it was an entrepreneurial like event and idea and brought in some really amazing people from Lucasfilm and all over the place. And it went really well and we were super excited. And then 2020 happened. And I think really Roadcast was a pivot off of that of saying, how do we tell stories of local artists, designers, and innovators and put them on the stage with people that are doing it, you know, at a world-class level. So Roadcast kind of was born out of this well, if we can't ask people to meet together, then like, what's the solution? And we had an Airstream trailer. So we wrapped the Airstream trailer with this branding and came up with this idea of the roadcast where basically we'd hit the road and we have camp chairs and would film it six feet apart because it was the pandemic 
And we could go to people and still listen to their stories and have these kind of like presentations and talks that's really focused on like popping the hood on the creative process for people. So it's yeah. saying uh, this person is a composer. This person is a painter. This person is an animator. This person is a graphic designer. When you pop the hood on the creative process, a lot of times like it's super inspiring and you learn a ton. And just again, by listening to someone's story and kind of digging into their processes and it doesn't matter if it's the same creative field as you or not, you know, just a lot of interesting content comes out. So it's now expanded. And so, yeah, we like, we've been down to LA, we've been to Bend, we've done Montana, we've done some local strikes, but it really is just trying to spark creativity and inspiration, creative inspiration in people around design, art and innovation. I think the part of the impetus too, is just going running a creative agency like you have six seconds if you want to create a video like yes yeah. there's long form discussion coming up if you want to catch people's attention and going like just kind of a pushback against that of like you know social media is now not social media it's actually like entertain like social entertainment you know yeah. it's just you're just trying to get sucked into scrolling and and the real cycle versus can we create meaningful content and even if it's another little drop in the bucket let's create interesting creative meaningful you know, where there's a dialogue, maybe long form discussion and is also creative. So we've got to do some fun stuff. We, you know, we've toured uh, the Sonos lab, Sonos speakers down in Santa Barbara, where oh, they cool. make all of the speakers with their lead designer and, and get a peek into that process. The creature shop for Henson studio was a fun one. A lot of local innovators and entrepreneurs on X out in Montana is a, is an app that's kind of a mapping system our local Slumberkin girls. We just did a bend one. So the bend one's going to come out here in the next week or two, actually our first oh, episode. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we have five episodes coming out of bend. But yeah. It's fun. And it's excuse to, I love it's again, kind of like wild ideas and let's get out there and talk to people and yeah. See it's an excuse happens. to be in the creative process. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. So let's, I'd love to just hear a little bit more about your personal story. You're an interesting dude and you're doing a lot. You've done lots of things, doing lots of things. And uh, like you said earlier, you like to dabble in, in different areas. But I, I think our listeners always appreciate just hearing how, how you got into really this work and doing mm -hmm. this creative work and what you were doing before. And I know you're a single parent and there's lots of us out there that are doing the parenting thing and um, trying to balance it all, make it work. Yeah. So you yeah, know, whatever totally. you want to share in that realm. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting because the, the, for the people haven't seen the, the air, the roadcast is a super brand new, beautiful, like airstream. It's gorgeous. And we pull it with this Land Rover and then I basically like get to go talk to a bunch of cool people and it just looks amazing. And I do, people ask like, how, like, how do you apply for that job? Like, what right. do you do? <laughs> how do we get there? And it was, you know, it's, man, to make like a really long story short, shorter, I, I actually planted a church. So I'm 41. I planted a church when I was 28, which well, was a good, a good idea or bad idea, but I did it. It kind of is that like entrepreneurial thing, looking back, then realizing it, that like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I'll start a totally church. Is. Great. I'll go for it. No. <laughs> And was there for about 10 years in the downtown area of Vancouver. And then kind of had this like a, like a kind of like personal crisis uh, with the family. Had a spouse who went through some pretty severe like postpartum 
depression. And I would say at that point, I was like pretty cheery. It's like almost like a, um, there's like this other side. There's like a door that you have no clue what's behind that door. Mm-hmm. And you live your whole life kind of not knowing. And then that door opens up and you're like, oh, there's this side of life that I actually wasn't aware of yeah. that you hear about, but it hadn't really like knocked. They hadn't like opened into your home, you know? And so, so I actually had to pull back from church and took a break and actually had a year where I actually just stayed at home and cared for the kids and cared for her. Mm-hmm. And it's funny though, when things fall apart, like I don't, I would never want to go back through it again in a million years. But when things kind of crumble, it definitely like, Joseph Campbell and the like hero's journey. It's like the abyss when you're in the abyss. A lot of times that's where like this new opportunity, you're able to see something. I think for me, it was just like, you know, is this what I want to be doing? One, I can't do it really, you know, leading, leading a group wasn't leading a community. Wasn't really something that I had the capacity to do at that time. And so it was a kind of force, but also going like, well, now that I don't do this anymore, what do I want to do? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it was that kind of question of the very base question of what do I want? Mm-hmm. And identifying our desires is one of the most difficult things. You know, you kind of come pre-programmed, you know, with your parents and everything else of saying like, but really tuning into saying, what is it that I want? Especially when you don't have a lot anymore, when stuff gets stripped away. So I think it was like in, out of that kind of dark, dark place, I was like, well, maybe I'll be a flagger. Like I'll just, you know, it's just that like I can wave a flag and do construction work or, you know, it was just like, how do I pay the bills? It was definitely way more survival than anything else. But then it was just paying attention. Like, what is it that causes the spike in thought or response? Like, what's something you love? And it was actually these tests, this like Colby test um, with this architecture firm. They had actually taken my leadership team through it. I'm like, gosh, just the way they're approaching problem solving and people very attentive, very interesting, and it's creating an interesting culture. And I'm like, man, I've just had the chance to just even like hang out and kind of listen in on that stuff. And so I called them and they were like, well, we have this meeting, this idea form, come sit in. And uh, I just sat in and like participated and kind of kept at it. And that was really how it shifted. It was just out of this real, this giant mess. And then from that, you know, um, they kind of identified that I'm a person that naturally doesn't mind, you know, having big ideas and risking. And so they, my first two tasks were to start a design conference from scratch and then, <laughs> uh, help solve youth homelessness in the city. Yeah. <laughs> I said that those are the two things we Easy. want you to do. Easy peasy. Uh, both are accomplished. Mission accomplished. No, <laughs> not, not at all. Um, <laughs> but so well th- on your way. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I think that it's, uh, yeah, paying attention that what do you want is, uh, and it's not always like a like a one plus one equals two. I think there's a lot of like serendipity and like, I don't know, like when you start to follow your bliss or, you know, kind of take the, take the risk and do the thing that you've been thinking about, you know, things kind of start to unfold often in front of you and it's kind of woo woo, but like, it's also, there's some truth in it, you know? So, I mean, that's one side of it. I think the, the other side is just the pain and, you know, raising kids, um, for the most part, you know, full time, uh, through a really difficult circumstance. 
Yeah, I could probably, that's probably a different podcast. But. That's, a, that's another episode. How <laughs> yeah. old are your kids now, Jake? Eight and ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, good little dudes. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. The three amigos. We call ourselves the three amigos. That's and, so awesome. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate our conversation today. I think our listeners will get a lot from it. And um, now I personally want to learn everything there is to know about the Colby test. And I can help. I, I can want help. it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Yes. Um, you oh, you sold funny. me. I Casey told me about it a long time ago. And yeah. um, I just hadn't jumped in yet. And, but now that I understand more how it can be put into action oh, yeah. um, and utilized in that way, because we've done things like that over the years where it's like, okay, we have the information, but then no follow up really. Yeah. Um, so you'll be hearing from me there. I love it. Um, <laughs> action. And it's so action oriented. That is, a, it's a good way. Like even the description of it, it's like the way you take action in the world. You know, and yeah. I think that that's, it's so, it's just intuitively you just start using it because it's about that. So, yeah. Well, uh, thanks for being here and people can find you on what's Rift's website, Rift Creative. So we are, we actually just Rift.agency. Rift.agency. Um, okay. Yep. No dot coms. None of okay. that. It sounds Got it. Fancy. <laughs> fancy. Uh, and then, yeah, the roadcast.com as well. And then just at the roadcast on Instagram and stuff. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. I think, um, having been able to spend a little bit of time with you and your team, like the utmost respect for your approach and to wellness and what you're doing for the community. And we're huge fans and have deep, deep respect for what you do. Well, thank you for that. We feel the same about you and for our listeners. um, I cannot recommend Riff enough for branding and marketing. And um, it's, it really has been an amazing experience and we continue to work with your team, you know, on an ongoing basis. So great. Look at this. I love it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Yeah. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.